0: What's up guys, this is Karan, I am a career coach. And today we are going to look into one of the most common and one of the most important management concept. And that's what we call Henry Fayol, 14 principles of management. So what is this 14 principles of management? Well, Henry Fayol was a French industrialist. He was actually a mining engineer, and then he become an executive, then he become an author and also a director of mining, because at that time, mining was a big deal. He was in the 19th century and he gave out this concept, basically a theory in business administration that we know, uh, know as failism and you can pronounce it as you want. So today's topic is not about um, any other shit. It's about the true management concept that students in MBA colleges, uh, actually go ahead and read about. So, He actually developed his own independent scientific management theories, which basically means that he gave out certain models. He gave out certain techniques that managers, entrepreneurs, businessmen should use. Now you might think, how will I get benefit from this? Well, any kind of management knowledge is always a plus because what really happens is a person can be working as a software engineer can be working in a technical field can be working as a uh, as a marketing executive can be working as a salesman but ultimately this management is the skill. If they know management, they don't have to go to the MBA college because MBA colleges don't teach you management. They just give you the tools and techniques and these tools and techniques, majority of them, we can learn on our own. And that's why I have taken it upon myself to actually go ahead and teach you certain principles in management. So what are these uh, 14 principles of management? Well, this guy, Henry, he gave out 14 things, basically 14, just like 10 commandments, he gave out 14 basic principles of management, which can be applied to all levels of management. It's not like that you need to be a boss, To apply them even if you are just a team uh, employee you can keep them in your mind and you can learn about it not sure you can go ahead and read about it Uh, just you know uh, google it and learn about it but i just wanted to you to understand it and that's why i am bringing it out now i'll try to keep it as short as possible because there are 14 principles they're easy to understand but sometimes people can get confused and that's why i decided to make a podcast episode on that so Let's dive into this 14 principles of management, which were created by Henry Fayol. Now, Henry Fayol said that the number one principle is division of work. This is very logical. These all of these principles are quite logical, but they also give out sort of a model that people should keep in mind, especially managers or to be managers. If you wish to be a manager someday, then you should actually be Uh, looking into and in these 14 principles. Now you might argue that these are um, from the 19th century, how they can be applied uh, in the modern technique. That's the amazing part of it. You can apply this in your uh, day-to-day life, and even in your day-to-day business, and even today. So number one is division of work. He said that segregating work in the workforce will actually enhance the quality of the product. Which basically means that you should give every different person a different work like if you are suppose you are working in a company where you will have to work on marketing you have to work on sales you have to work on engineering and suppose there are 10 employees in a company and everybody is doing everything now this might sound good as a startup perspective but this won't work for long and the quality of product will be compromised because if there are 10 departments and one person is handling all the 10 departments and every person is handling all the 10 departments, like everybody's working in marketing, everybody's working in sales, everybody's working in product development, everybody's working in IT. Then that might not bring out the best quality of product. Sure, it can get the work done quickly, but it's good from a startup perspective. But as a business perspective, it's not amazing. So, you need to segregate the work in the workforce, which which basically means that if a person is working on marketing, that person should be working on marketing. Other person can be working on sales. Other person can be working on IT. Other person can be working on uh, basically product management, any other still. And this principle is appropriate at every level. I mean, if we, even if you look at the technical work, it will be applied. If, we, if you look at the managerial work, it will be applied. So it improves the productivity accuracy, speed of workers, and even efficiency. So division of work is a must, and that's why you need to segregate work in the workforce among all of those workers. What's principle number two? Principle number two is authority and responsibility, which basically means that the person who is the in charge of the management, they should facilitate authority. They should have some of authority because when they have authority, they can work more efficiently or they can let their team work more efficiently. And at the same time, along with authority, if they will have a responsibility, which basically means that the more authority you have, the more responsibility you will have. I'll, I'll make you understand this with an example. Suppose you are just a low level manager in a company and you're working uh, with a team, you are having, you know, working, taking in charge of a team that is responsible for marketing. Now, when you go ahead and do that, suppose you are actually working on a new marketing uh, strategy where you are introducing any new product and your marketing goes southwards, like suppose it fails. And later on, you realize that it was your authority because it was under you to make sure that the marketing efforts get directed in a much better way. So you have the authority to change things, but you didn't because you might thought, why should I care? It's not my company, but you are actually going against the second principle. And that is with more authority, there should be more responsibility. You should have a balance between authority and responsibility. If you have the right to give orders, it doesn't mean that you will not be responsible for failure of management. Take the same example. Suppose you are the manager, managing the uh, marketing uh, efforts of a company. And in that case, your, some of your company, you gave certain directions to certain employees and they fuck up something. You later on realize that it's the fault of one employee. And then you go to your seniors and you tell them that this guy was the person due to which, uh, the, all the efforts failed. But at the same time, you are missing out on this one particular thing. Your seniors will not look at you really well. You might think, Oh, why am I not getting promoted? These are all the things that will help you get promoted, because if you'll go ahead and say that, "Um, I'm sorry, we messed this up. This was a problem. We won't, it won't happen again. You took the responsibility. So you had the authority and you took the responsibility should balance that. And that is the second principle of management. What's the third principle? Third principle is discipline enough said. I mean, everybody understands what a discipline is. It is the core value for any kind of management, any kind of work. Uh, every employee, a firm, they should have both, you know, formal and informal agreements, but at the same time they should have discipline. They should respect the rules and regulations of the company. Every employee, even if you are the CEO, you should respect the rules and regulation of the company and discipline can be self-discipline or it can be enforced. But when you enforce these things, it becomes really, really stupid because uh, people, employees really don't like them uh, being pushed here and there because Discipline has been enforced, but generally self-discipline should be promoted. And that's why the third principle is discipline, because without discipline, uh, employees won't have good behavior. And if they won't have good behavior, if they won't work to progress in their professional careers, then the company also won't progress. So discipline, maintaining discipline is also the one of the most important part of management. So if you are a manager, you should know it. If you want to become a manager, you should know it. And if you wish to start a company, you should know it. Principle number four is unity of command, which basically means that every employee should have only one boss and you should follow his command. Now, obviously you can have boss of boss, but in certain cases, you know, this really happens in, In I have seen this because I have worked in a corporation and I have seen this one person had two bosses, right? One was the team lead and then there's project manager and both of them are telling them do this. Another person is said saying that do that and that's why things are uh, messing up. It is creating confusion, there is conflict or interest because there will be multiple guys working that way. So one person should only take commands from one particular person and that is the best way to go forward. So unity of command should be there. That's principle number four. So principle number five is unity of direction, unity of direction, basically means that you should have a common goal and everybody should work in the same goal, towards the same goal. Like for example, there is a marketing team, there's a sales team. Now there is a. it is a possibility that both of them will be handled by different people. And when that happens, uh, the person in the marketing field will actually look towards to bring all the money to uh, get the work done or marketing and at the same time a person in the sales team or the leader of the sales team would want to bring in all the money towards the sales aspect of a company. What does happen in this because there should be a common person there should be a manager who is handling all of those things. and the teams with the same objective should be working under direction of one manager which basically means that there should be one plan there should be one manager so that even though even if employees or even if there are managers even if you know obviously if you are working in a company who is launching a new product and they want product development as well. They need IT support. They need marketing. They need sales. Everybody will have different managers, but above them, there should be one manager who is overseeing. And this is generally what happens, who is overseeing uh, that the objective is that the successful launch of one particular product. And when that happens, that managers make sure, and it is the duty of that manager that a team, Even they have the same objective that is the success of that product. Even it doesn't matter if you are working in a marketing team or a sales team or a product development team. When that happens, you know, uh, that person will go ahead and take actions that will make sure that everything is properly coordinated, equal amount of efforts or the required money, the required financial benefits are given to each company according to what they require, what is the best one. So you need to have teams with the same objective and that's the fifth principle of management. Now, what is the sixth principle of management? Subordination of individual interest. What does this mean? Well, this simply in simple language, it means the interest of one individual or one group should not overcome the general good for the company. A person's personal uh, things, a person's personal uh, benefit, the interest should not actually go ahead and be the priority. It doesn't matter if you are the CEO, if you have The interest in getting more money that getting more money as the CEO shouldn't come over the general growth of the company the general good of the company this is what happens this is what uh, the causes a lot of controversies because we have seen that there are there have been cases that the top guys the management people they think that they should get more money for the work that they are doing. And that's okay, there is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with you thinking that you should get more money, everybody thinks that way. But if you are embezzling funds from the company, then that is going against the ethics, that is going against the general good of the company. And the individual interest should be given less importance and the interest of the company should be given more and more importance. And if that will be the case, a business is going in the right direction and if they will focus on the interest of an individual, then there's a possibility that the business will fail. Now, there is a principle number seven, which is very important and most companies don't even focus on that, which is sad. And that is remuneration. Remuneration is nothing, but it's just an important role in motivating the workers of a company. Remuneration can be monetary or non-monetary. For example, if we're giving more salaries to people, when they have more salaries, in that case, they are more motivated to work. Or suppose that is just one aspect because monetary aspects are one, but remuneration also consists of employee satisfaction. For example, you are giving them a good, Workplace you are giving them a safer workplace. You are giving them Something like stocks. You are giving them food. You are giving them Travelling allowances you are giving them maybe even a car that depends totally. So employee satisfaction is a must employee satisfaction should be respected and it will definitely be the one that will motivate the workers of a company. Those workers can be anyone. Now the person gave who gave this theory was actually working in mining. So he is saying that the workers working in mining should get that. But today's world, it's not just limited to mining and certain industries. It's available in every industry. If you are working in the IT industry, a marketing industry, advertising industry, you should be focusing on that the employees are satisfied. And if you can do that, there's a possibility that the company will grow and grow and grow. That's principle number seven. Let's look at principle number eight, and that is centralization. This is something that is very, very controversial, because uh, sometimes what happens is a CEO comes in a company or a manager comes in a company who wants all the power with within themselves, who wants to make all the decisions. And sometimes that company pro- proceeds ahead with the, growth and sometimes that company fails so centralization is a controversial bit because today's organizations though there is a ceo and there are many other executives who are having the decision making power and they have the you know they are the ones who are focusing on their decision making process the basic part of centralization is to maintain balance and it is always present to a greater or lesser extent it totally depends on the size of the company if there is just a small company then definitely the authority is in the hands of a few people and when it is a case where there is a too big of a company then decentralization might happen, but decentralization causes the authority to be distributed at all levels. So everybody will be different. They will have different thought process. They will be going on different paths. And if that will be the case, no, no organization can be completely decentralized and no organization can be center, completely centralized because that way means only one person's ideas and interest will be focused on, and that's why what companies are doing is that they are finding a middle path. Sometimes they become more centralized and they are criticized. Sometimes they become decentralized. And they might fail, and that's why companies should make sure that. Uh, there should be somewhat between authority, you know, decentralization and centralization. Like for example, if there is employee benefit, then you should also bring in the employees in that scheme. If there's a decision to be make, uh, you know, made in the process related to mergers or, like that and acquisitions, in that case, you might only be focusing on the top employees, the people uh, in the top executive branch, and they will have the authority to do that. So this is something that happens and you know, the degree to which centralization or or decentralization should be adopted depends on the specific organizations. But managers should retain the final responsibility, but also should give all the subordinates Enough authority to do the task, right? So basically means that you know you are not micromanaging anyone, everybody is doing their own work, but the final product should be your responsibility. That's what you should make sure of. And that is what centralization is. That's principle number eight. Principle number nine is scalar chain. Now, what is scalar chain? Uh, well, there's here's the deal, you know. Fayol has said that. In this principle, the hierarchy steps should be from top to the lowest. What does this mean? Well, it basically means that employees should be aware of where they stand in the organization's hierarchy or chain of command. They should know their limits. They should know who they are and how much power they have and how much responsibility they have at the same time there should be an organizational chart. And this is what you might have seen There's CEO. And then there's below him, the CEO, then below him, the VPs, then below him, the delivery managers, project managers, then below team managers, there can be uh, employees different in different departments. So this is what, a chain of command is so this is basically means you are making sure that there is an organizational chart from top to bottom. You don't have to actually make a chart that's totally up to you, but employees should understand that who is senior and who is junior. And this again is controversial. Why? Because sometimes people think that, okay, we will have a horizontal hierarchy where everybody will be equal. And that is a good thought. And in my company, there was a horizontal hierarchy. It was nice. There was not, much bossing around, which was a good thing about my company where I worked. But even in that situation, there was a scalar chain, like who was the senior and who was the junior. It never goes away. That's why there should be, as we already talked about, we gave out the point number four, unity of command. In the same thing, there is, should be a scalar chain where every employee knows their immediate senior, and uh, there should, know where they stand in the chain of command. That's number nine. What's principle number 10? Principle number 10 is order. And order is the, you know, basically means that an environment should be clean, tidy, safe for employees. Everything should be in its own place. Basically, you might have seen this a lot of times that, you know, uh, this one particular phrase that keep your house in order. So everything will have its own place. Like for example, Uh, suppose there is a cafeteria where people go out and eat, but some people will go onto their desk and eat show. So it totally depends. I mean, it depends on how much free is the company, but generally it's not advice that you are eating on your desk because that would look, you know, you will have machines around which might get affected due to that and it's not a good place to eat. And uh, that's why there should be material order and uh, there should be social order. Material order refers to a place for everything and everything in its place, which basically means that there should be toilets in its place, there should be cafeterias in its place, there should be desks in its place right and then there should be social orders which basically means that right people should be in the right place which basically means that if you're good at marketing you should be working in marketing. If you are good at management, you should be working in management. If you are good at sales, you should be a salesman or managers should make sure that you are in that place. So order basically means the placement of resources. It can be money. It can be material. It can be men or women. It can be humans. It can be any kind of resource. Everything should be in its right place. And that's what order is. It takes us to a principle number 11. Principle number 11 is equity which is very simple to understand equity means all employees should be treated equally and respectfully and it is the responsibility of a manager that no employees face discrimination right and there are many laws on that basis because in in certain companies you know they try that they maintain the complete equality on the basis of salaries the complete equality surely you know that it is a possibility that you are working with your colleagues who are earning more than you, you are getting lesser salary. And this is always happens, but it totally, it's not about, you know, giving everyone equal salaries. It's about everything should be fair to staff at all the times. Surely if a person is working hard, that person should be rewarded with monetary and non-monetary things. And it is the responsibility of the manager that everybody is fair with everybody else. So equity should be there. And it's not the financial equity. It is the equity that means equality. That means fairness. Uh, There's a little difference between equality and uh, equity, but we'll just uh, make it understand. I just said equality. So it's all about fairness. Then we come towards the principle number 12, which is Stability of tenure of personal, Uh, although it could take a lot of time for employees to be, you know, uh, settle in their jobs. Employees need time and they should be given fair enough time to settle into their jobs. An employee needs time to learn his job and to become efficient. And employees at the same time should have job security because instability leads to the inefficiency. Successful firms usually have a stable group of employees, which way, if you look at like TCS, it's one of the biggest company in India, one of the most valued company in the India, and they really have this job stability. They have job security. Surely, you know, if they'll get into some trouble where they'll have to fire, then it is a possibility that they will fire. But if you look at the Tata group as whole, they didn't really fire their employees unless it's about their performance. And in that case, they might. So it is the duty of the management to offer job security to their employees. And this is, you know, sometimes people really, really abuse all these private uh, employments where they say that there is no stability. We are moving towards more of the government roles to uh, work in the government. And in that case, they might not have the stability, but according to Fayol, it is the responsibility of the management and the company to make sure that the employees feel secure in their job and they should be given some time to settle and learn their jobs. And if they will do that, uh, the efficiency will increase, the whatever efforts the employees are doing will increase and successful firms, successful companies only will happen. That success will only come with a stable group of employees. It takes us to our principle number 13. Principle number 13 is initiative. So without limits of authority and discipline, you know, all levels of staff should be encouraged to show initiative. This is the exact thing that I talked about. You know, when you have authority, you are supposed to take a responsibility as I already talked about in the second principle, but employees should be given the necessary level of freedom to create and carry out plans. See. It's good that you are a manager who's managing everything and who is never failing. But that doesn't mean that you will keep a close eye on everyone. Because if you do that, micromanagement is not a good technique. Everybody hates that. Everybody hates that their managers are sitting over their heads every single time and they are not given any level of freedom to create and carry out plans. And this is the actual good case with the top companies today, because that's what they do. If you go into more traditional places like financial institutions, consulting firms, then they there, there's simply a lack of initiative. Employees don't get the necessary level of freedom to do what they want or which, which might be in the benefits of the company. But if you look at the more creative, more latest startups, more, tech based startups you might see that um, the values that employees provide their freedom to carry out plans their, their freedom to create their freedom to uh, give their ideas to the company and then work on that in that case the initiative is given an advantage and Fayol is also given that that it allows a company should allow the subordinates to think about a plan and to do whatever it takes to make it happen. So your employees should be disciplined. They should be overseen by authority, but it shouldn't be micromanagement, basically saying that there should not be a micromanagement and the person who's the in charge should give their employees the complete freedom to think and act on that if it's in the benefit of the company. Now the last principle, the 14th principle is, you know, uh, I'll speak it in French. It's called esprit de corps. So, pardon my French. I'm not a French speaker, but still I try to speak. It basically means that team spirit, right? Therefore, the management should create unity. They should create corp- cooperation. They should make, uh, create team spirit among the employees. And if they can do that, if they can be supportive of each other, if employees are really friendly with each other, then it would lead to positive outcome and and a work environment which is very, very positive. It will only happen if there is trust between uh, employees, if there is mutual understanding between employees. And when that happens, organizations, you know, should always strive to promote team spirit. They should always strive to promote unity. They shouldn't divide people. It's not like divide and conquer the British gave it, but divide and conquer is not a good technique in business. Uh, Dividing and rule policy is just, not good for a business because cohesion between employees is a must for a business to succeed. And it's one of the most greatest source of strength. And I don't know why he kept it on the 14 number, but as per the course is really good. So I'll just go ahead and summarize all the four points. I'll 14 points. Sorry. Uh, These 14 points are division of work, balancing authority and responsibility. Third is discipline. Fourth is unity of command. Fifth is unity of direction. Sixth is subordination of individual interests. 7th is remuneration 8th is centralization 9 is scalar chain 10 is order 11 is equity 12 is stability of tenure of personal and 13 is initiative 14 is spirit the corpse which basically means that team spirit so i am sure that i was of help today because this is something that i want to do i want to empower you with all the tools that other guys who might have gone to better colleges who might have gone to top management institutes who are doing better that's what i wish to do i wish to bring that awareness among you i am not asking you to leave your job i'm not asking you to start a business although i'm an entrepreneurship evangelist which basically means that i'm promoting an entrepreneurship but that doesn't mean that i would tell you to leave your job i won't tell you to do anything i don't tell my clients to do anything even if they hire me i just help them make their own decisions and that's what i wish to do right. And uh, today in today's world, uh, career coaches or any type of coaches are getting a bad rap because of certain people. And I am against those people. But you shouldn't let this get into your head. And you should make sure that you are following the right people. And if you like this episode, hit that follow button, hit that uh, subscribe button, wherever you are listening to this episode let me know. Follow me on Instagram and follow my Telegram channel. If you do that, you might be able to know a lot of information that is on that channel. So I'll see you tomorrow. Until then, happy learning and bye-bye.